0: The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. If you were waiting to hear Joe's sweet vocal prowess at the intro here. You will be sadly disappointed. He is not joining us this week. It's just me, Robbie Payne, joined by Gabriel Rangers. Hello! So we're going to try to figure our way out through this without Joe around, and uh, hopefully we can still talk about some pretty cool stuff, and you guys can stay entertained as we do so, because there's quite a few things to talk about this week. There's uh, interesting things that happened other than Black Friday, other than Thanksgiving, <laughs> other than holiday weeks and crazy schedules. You know, it's uh, it's that time of year. Things are getting a little wild for us. Uh, we're trying to answer tons of questions from readers and listeners and viewers of YouTube. So, we want to dive into a handful of things, uh, and we're going to start up with, uh, not surprisingly, with Stadia this week, and Always. all the things that uh, are going on in the in the world of Stadia because a lot of things have changed. And so, um, the first thing I, I want to bring up is. We talked about on the on the site this week is the uh, the option for Stadia to have returns. Uh, and yeah,
2: this was pretty cool, and, and you could see a gleam in Robbie's eye when he found out. I like returns. He's stuff. the return king. So, I know my, yeah. my gamer tag should be the returner or something. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now.
1: I've, uh-huh. I've claimed it, and I made a big stink about you know the it taking four hours to get into Stadia the day it launched. So <laughs> I gotta keep I gotta keep my uh, my gamer tag. I can't change it now. But uh, so, yeah, with the, with the returns, the process is actually simple. Uh, it's just hidden a little bit. Have you, you haven't bought a return? No, I have not, really. no, I have not. Uh, and so I had to dig around a little bit and I helped kind of put some pieces together. So we, we threw an article up about this. It's relatively simple. Um, it, it, it moves pretty quick. You just jump into the Play Store on the website. So you have to actually go to play.google.com. You go to your account, and then you hit. Uh, it's on the website. I've laid out the steps. Can you do this
2: in the Android app? In I the think Play so. Store app? I, no? I looked
1: around, and mm. and maybe we could dig around and see. It would be beneficial. It'd be really beneficial if you could just do it in the Stadia app. Uh, maybe they don't want to make it too easy, but <laughs> I, I would I would say like well let me get back if once you once you've clicked on account up at the top there's something like purchases I think or purchase history yeah and then you click the three dot next to your purchase report a problem which sounds uh, bad like oh i don't don't want to say that and so that's what threw me off uh hit report a problem and then you have the option to say i don't i don't want this i want my money back caveats apply Uh, it has to be within two weeks and it has to be you only have uh, two hours of gameplay total so once you've played it for two hours or you've kept it for 14 days no returns, unfortunately, but this gives you plenty of time to actually try any game you want if you don't mind forking over the money for you know a day because they'll they'll get your money back right. And like, don't the next bin, day. don't binge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go, don't play it too <laughs> Set much. Set that I mean, timer. Yeah, it's a it's a trial. I mean, we played. I was starting to get a little scared because we had messed around with Mortal Kombat Eleven. It's one of the yeah. ones I returned. Um, and but the benefit here is you know with the returns is that they've announced two new games um, mm-hmm. that are coming for Stadia Pro, which Anybody who's got Stadia right now is a Stadia Pro person. Um, and those two games are
2: Tomb Raider. Yes, that's right. Tomb yeah. Raider. And uh... like the cheaper, there's two of them on Stadia. It's the yeah. cheaper one, it's like $10. And then uh, Farming Simulator 2019. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I don't either. But, but apparently a lot of people like it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's okay. They they make hardware specifically for these kinds of games and it's it's pretty like cool. Like gear shifts and buttons. Yeah, and like little little tractor control steering wheels and something. It's it's pretty interesting. So it's kinda of wild if you think about it. Like the
1: fact that as a society we've moved into a point where now like working on a farm is a... A fantastical kind of thing that people yeah. are like, "Ooh, I'd like to try that."
2: But yeah, I, I grew up on a farm. I'm not paying to do any of right. that stuff. So yeah, people period. that actually have farmed in their life, like, <laughs> I'm not a person who did. Nope. Uh, but I'm also
1: not a person <laughs> who wants to. Like, I'm not gonna. No offense to any of you, if you're like, "Hey, man, that's my
2: jam." Like. Hey, have fun! Yeah, do that. And, and God um, bless the farmers because I love going to the grocery oh yeah. store and buying good produce. I mean, so. we, and we need them. Don't get me wrong. I just it's
1: funny. I guess it's not that funny because we do it with military stuff a lot. Yeah. a lot of games built around military type things, and I would say people in the military look at those games and probably think, yeah, it's it's not really all that. Like mm. it's not like what you're seeing here. Yeah. Like you all have, um, made a fantasy type thing out of this, and so it's just weird to see like agriculture be one of those things that we do it with so but like i said it's people's jam and it's uh it's a free game it's 50 bucks yeah uh, yeah. normally so
2: but good good on google for doing this though because Mm -hmm. i mean everybody knows stadia had kind of a rocky start and they're still working out some kinks here and there whatever but it was just the launch the launch was just rough yeah for them to proactively say hey look you know we know we're going to be releasing new titles free for Stadia Pro members as time goes on, so we're going to make it easy for people to get their money back if they bought it. And I did, yeah, and so... Because, yeah. I mean, they really don't... They wouldn't have to. It would be a stink if they didn't, right. but they could have been yeah. like, hey, you paid for it, sorry. You right, know? because
1: uh, and that's one of the things, like the returns. It's cool that we can do that because I got my money back for Because I bought Tomb Raider. It was 10 bucks, Right. Like, well, while it's on sale like this... I probably one day we'll play it. I played it for like 10 minutes and I was like, um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get into this, but while it's $10, I want to go and buy it. But I did some research and figured out I, from what I can understand the way the pro games work, if you own, if you buy a pro game, you have it or not buy, I'm sorry. If you get one of the free pro games right? while you have it, uh, while you have the pro subscription, you get to play it. The minute your pro subscription has gone, any of those games you claimed as a pro person is gone with it. Really? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So in my head, I was like, well, that kind of seems like a bait and switch a little bit, but it makes sense. Think about if you were to go sign up for a pro, like say six months from now, when Stadia base is out and somebody goes, Hey, I'm going to sign up. I'm, I'm a pro member, Nine ninety nine. I paid for my first month. I'm gonna go claim all these free games. I'll right. cancel my subscription. Now I've got, 120 150 180 dollars worth of games and that's that's a good
2: it. that's a good question too so let's say so they're looking at what two two games a month is what they're trying to do then, or at least one yeah, right i
1: said one but they've done two so let's the first two let's months. say
2: one and 12 months down the road you subscribe to pro are all 12 of those games still going to be available so will destiny mm-hmm. 2 be available to pro to pro subscribers a year from now I don't know.
1: My guess would be because if so, wh-
2: then what you're saying makes perfect sense. Because sure. I could subscribe two years from now library. and get a library of right, games right. for ten bucks and be like, "Well, I'm out." Right. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. that yeah, I, I could see them having to shield themselves from that. Shame now, on anyone for thinking that that would be the route to take.
1: <laughs> well, but I mean, you imagine people would. I would guarantee it. Guarantee and so, it. Um, but yeah, like that's an interesting question because ultimately, you know, eventually, like I, I probably want to drop down to the Stadia base. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm just, I'm a casual gamer, so I'm playing it right now on a 1080p screen in my living room. I'm playing it on a 1080p screen on my Pixelbook Go. I don't have a lot of urge to, to go right. make sure that I have 4k 60. Like I'm just, I, it doesn't bother me not to. So I, I'm probably going to drop down to base and it lines up perfect. And three months, our pro subscriptions will be done from getting in on the founders and I'll be ready to drop. What I'm probably going to end up having to do is going like, I'll, I'll probably be invested enough in Destiny by then because it's, it's kind of caught I'm, me. Yeah, like, I'm going to buy it. it. I'm going to have to all go right. buy it now. Um, and so that's – I think that's probably part of the hook is realizing, like, oh, I've got all these games that I really like playing. If I drop this $10 a month thing, I'm going to have to go buy those games to keep playing them. right would I rather just subsidize this with 10 bucks a month or do I want to go spend how much ever, depending on what games they've given you by then. So right. I get it. It's a, it's, it's a workable kind of give and take. Um, and, and so depending on what games come out in January and February, we'll probably determine whether or not I drop to Stadia yeah. base. Cause if I've only invested in destiny at that point in time, I don't care to just pay for that once and just use, use stadia for free. But you know, I, I part of me wants to be along the ride for the perks, whatever new stuff comes out, or if they do something cool for their pro members or discounted games. Like I think from what I understand too, is like if you buy a game at discount, if you purchase it, that's yours. Like once you've spent money on yes. it, that one's yours pro or not. So there's some benefit to sticking around at the pro level just to get some discounts too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see once that. Yeah, You February just have to weigh the,
2: weigh the cost difference. And for me, I just know how I am with subscriptions. I'll probably have my subscription for a year at least before, and le- until it gets to the point where, I'm like, man, I haven't played that in six months. Right. And I just got charged by Google again. I, I just, I'm bad about canceling subscriptions. I have a yeah, Dropbox su- subscription that I purchased for the marketing company that we used to work for. Uh, I just canceled it a month ago and I had not used it in over a year. Awesome. So that's like yeah. 100, and that's, $120. Surely <laughs> that's why
1: everything has moved to subscription models. Oh, guarantee it. I mean, yeah. they know people will, it's if the upfront cost is less and like you can subsidize by, by, you know, subscribing to something, it, People, the barrier to entry is low. People will jump in, and then they'll forget. Yep. Like I, I've had the same thing happen where I'll go and look and be like, "Oh my god, I've been paying still for paying this. for that <laughs> for a year." Like shame. Like I yeah. cancel it. Like I'm not telling anybody about that. Yep. Um, and a couple other things with Stadia that I definitely want to hit on here. Uh, so two new two new games have come up. Um, they're easy to return and. Now we also just got buddy passes, uh, just a couple days ago. So
2: yeah, I meant to ask that because they were talking about renewing the subscription or canceling it. How long are those good for? Three months. But but how long do you have to use it? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that they put a limit. Because I don't know that many people that. I mean, I'm sure I could find someone that would, well, Someone listening might want to Shoot us an email if you want a buddy pass. Yeah, we can do a giveaway. I, we might we might do a giveaway. giveaway. Can I use my own buddy pass three months from now? Uh, I bet you'd have to sign in a different account. That's fine. I have all kinds of gmails. I ain't worried about that. (laughs) You would lose all your destiny progress. Yeah, that's true. See, I, would not, I would not. I would not refer to my destiny gameplay as progress <laughs> at all. Is it so? If the opposite of pro is con, is it Congress? Exactly. Okay. So, yep. but we're not getting political. We're just saying. No. Uh,
1: <laughs> so one other thing on Destiny, uh, as well is we talked a little bit last week on the show about input lag and it being mm-hmm. one of my issues. We got some reader feedback, um, and it turned out that. It,
2: Destiny on the TV with the Chromecast was being gimped by the TV itself. Yes, and but and and I will point out the TV we have hanging on the wall here is mine and I did know that it had a game mode. I just forgot. <laughs> well, and I knew like my my
1: TV home's a Vizio as well, so the menu is very similar, mm-hmm. the setup's very similar and I knew that there was a game mode too. And I've never turned it on. Like, I, we have a Switch at home. Well, like, you watch kids. movies
2: on it. What do you need a game mode for?
1: Well, and we played Switch games, like, and twitchy ones, too. Like, I've played, um, what was it? Ooh, it makes me wonder, too, now. Side thought. Like, I had a Shield. <laughs> He's
2: going to <a> refreshes. <laughs> I've got the Shield TV yeah. that I've
1: used at home. And it and honestly, with PUBG, it does pretty good, lag-wise. Um, but, man, I bet you this would clean up the last bits of it. Yeah,
2: because I've never been into gaming enough to think, oh, man, I I need to turn that on. Because, honestly, in my mind, when I saw game mode, I thought, well, it probably won't make that much of a difference. But you're talking night and day playable to non-playable difference on games like destiny yeah i would say the samurai showdown it was three or four hundred milliseconds yeah you can see uh i think robbie you had a video or a gif or something of it i mean it's it's substantial oh yeah like it was the delay it was literally
1: like click the button you know it'd be like click jump click jump yeah click jump and that doesn't sound like that much but when you're playing a game like Samurai showdown or mortal combat. You or get something. into a shooter or anything right, like right. that. It needs yeah. to move when you move. Yep. And it was this off putting thing. It's like, man, the graphics and the presentation of stadia feels the best on the Chromecast. Like it just feels like you're playing a console game. Like yeah. there's no stuff in the way and it just, it feels great. And that input lag was enough to just sour me on it. And it to, for it to turn out to be the TV was kind of like, are you serious Oh yeah. Right I felt
2: like adult. Cause, uh, Kyle Bradshaw actually hit me up on Twitter after Robbie had written his article and was like, uh, I've played on all the platforms, and the Chromecast was by far the least amount of lag. And I'm like, seriously? Right. Because we knew like, it wasn't our internet. I mean, we're running gig internet with Google Wi Fi's, now Nest Wi Fi's. And well, that was the like, thing. Like, I was like, Resetting the network. oh yeah, in here Wi-Fi's running
1: off. running Ethernet cables through the floor and I mean it's just like <laughs> I'm gonna make sure and it definitely was not our network and no. the same issue. I mean the, the lag didn't change one bit and it just didn't make any sense. And turns out you just flip game mode on because <laughs> I guess TVs and maybe in an, in an effort to save bad or not battery to save electricity in general so that they don't consume as much electricity. Yeah, there's no need to rush whatever's coming in that HDMI to get it to the screen. It's like you're watching video, so what do you care what do you what you
2: see is what you see right yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter there's
1: no lag when you talk about video and youtube and all that kind of stuff so there's really no issue there but with gaming and for whatever reason especially with maybe it's the chromecast I, I just i don't get it because i've never had gaming mode issues uh but whatever it fixed the problem 100 and ever since like as much as i don't love playing games with a controller versus i like mouse and keyboard yeah it's made me want to play Destiny. I just love the ability to grab my controller out of the bag, hold down that Destiny button, or the Destiny button—that's what it is right now for me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> hold down the Stadia button, and you know the game pops on. Turn it on, boom, logged in, and, and we're playing. And with you know, Destiny's not some like super precise shooter game. It's it's a little more arcadey than that. Yeah. I mean, heck, you're shooting these you know assault rifles across great distances, and there's no bullet fall off or real spread or anything yeah. like that so it, it really isn't so much it's not like the PUBG level of like oh there's all these physical uh, windage dynamics. and you've got to shoot five feet in front of the
2: guy yeah. and all. Yeah, none no, of that stuff's a like thing that.
1: <laughs> and so it, it makes controller play a little more accessible i think and so it's it's been super duper fun on a tv especially now that they fix that and so now it's like okay we're what two weeks in basically yeah is it two weeks or over two weeks it's over two weeks now didn't? because it? it launched no, on it was tuesday a, it was the, the 19th. 19th so yeah no, it's not even, just two under weeks. two weeks yeah so, I mean, think about like it launched, and part of the Rocky launch, yeah, it was the invite code thing they screwed up, and that was a bug or something happened. Um, so, that wasn't purposed, but the purpose things that they left out, so, you know, the Buddy Pass, people were upset about that. Yeah. Um, live sharing on YouTube, Google Assistant's not there, um, the game state capture, some of those cool things that only Stadia is really going to be able to leverage. Like didn't show up for the quote unquote launch of the of the platform and so right. people were upset about those things. But what's really cool so far is that within this week and a half stretch of time, Google has released the buddy pass, they got the invite stuff going. The premier edition people's um so the the next level after founders, their stuff is shipping now. They're this week, it yeah. Yeah um they uh have already announced and you know said hey here's the two free games for December like it really just feels like they've caught some momentum since and for me like the figuring out the input lag thing like the whole thing went from the first 24 hours or so of Stadia just kind of being like well it's it's neat i just it's not quite wowing me the way i wanted it to to this is 100% usable. And this yeah. for me, for me right now, this is my game console. This is, this is what I'll game on. And I know that comes with a hundred limitations right now. It comes with some stuff that's not great. Um, but in general, like I see such potential and it's Absolutely. not even, it's not even like distant potential. Like,
2: they'll roll these features out and it feels like they can just turn them on now. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah. And you oh, saw, uh, turn it on. I think just today they announced, uh, the first official dedicated Stadia studio is now in the works or I can't remember. like First
1: game, first
2: title or the no, 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 studio. I, I think the actual studio is like official now. So they, is it the one of the ones like from Stadia or is it just a Stadia, a
1: studio coming up saying that they're only going to make Stadia games? I
2: think it's that, I think oh, okay. it's just exclusively making Stadia games, but they've pulled some from some, pretty big name studios to do it and I mean I I think I think it's bigger than what a lot of people are giving it credit for Uh, yeah I mean it's just gotta work I mean it's like with anything new they're the first ones to do this right like this I mean on this scale so in general gosh there's so much they're getting right already
1: about it which is so exciting like we jumped in a match uh, and for the first time I used audio chat so I plugged my headphones into the controller And hit the little steady button, the side menu comes out, create a little party, and we're chatting. And the chat sounds great, Mm -hmm. by the way. Um, It just sounds uh, like, you know, you're doing almost like a video chat or something like that, digital quality. It just sounds good. Um, And then, you know, you can seamlessly jump into the game chat with those same people if you want to, you know, if you're paired up with somebody that's not in your like Stadia friends party. And and
2: that's a big win cuz like we've used, you know, we play PUBG and we're usually local in the same room playing. So chat's not that big of a deal cuz we can just yell at each other across the room, but there have been times because of hardware limitations or whatever that we use uh Discord as an overlay because the chat's just not that great on a lot of games Uh, and days past I played in steam and there's a lot of third-party chat programs that integrate with steam and having a good audio program running inside of a game is a big deal. It's a big deal. And so like Stadia almost has
1: two built in. Yeah. Like what I was in the game chat the other day and it, you know, it sounded okay. I mean, that's, that's Bungie's server and whatever, however they handle their in game chat. And then we flipped over to Stadia's chat, and it was night and day different. I mean, it it sounds so good. And it's just there. It's all the time there, Uh, especially if you're just playing with people that you know or your friends. Mm. um, You can create that party outside of whatever game you're going to jump into. And it doesn't matter if that game has chat support or not. Like, Stadia's handling that part. But it's so seamless to get in and out of. I've, I've been super impressed with that, super impressed with how... Uh, easy it's been to get in and out of games and save game states and the it feels like and i don't know if this is placebo but it feels like the even the web browser experience has gotten better Mm -hmm. since launch day so in 10 days it it's way more stable. I was having issues where it was kicking me out and saying that I didn't have any Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, which is
2: really weird because we're um, we're all playing in the same Wi-Fi here at the office, and I never had that happen once. It's yeah, and so
1: weird. I don't I don't know if it was a cookie issue or who knows, but it feels like that's even getting some love. Um, I, I've played multiple long sessions in the browser; it's been great. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll throw in yeah, because that's where I noticed the the issue was the first couple of days I played Destiny when I got you know 20, 30, 45 minutes into a game. It, that's when I would start to notice and I'm sure it's just whatever issues, caching, whatever it is I, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff but it would start to twitch a little bit and the game yeah. game would choke a little bit and I haven't noticed that the last couple times I've played it. So. Yeah,
1: so I mean it feels like and they can do all that server side because right. you're logging into a server basically. I mean the the web browser it's just is just portal. handling, yeah, it's just it's handling those is. packets and so as long as those data packets are being cleaned up and it's not destroying your, you know, via cookies. It's not killing your RAM and not destroying your, you know, local memory and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's been really good and it's just going to get better. Um, and that's to me, that's the most attractive part of Stadia in general. It's just the ability to flip my Chromebook open and grab a mouse and jump in and play. Uh, it's that's been awesome. And what's funny is the smoothest cleanest version of that so far we have a review unit of the lenovo c340 so it's the follow-up to the 330 from last year Uh, it's got a decent screen on it it's not one of those terrible tn panels so it's at least got an ips screen it's not the the brightest thing in the world but it's viewing angles are good and colors are pretty good Uh, but a little 16 by 9 1366 by 768 uh, n4000 processor so that new uh, gemini lake and honestly as long as encoding video is fine on the Chromebook. It's going to, it's going to work with Stadia just fine. Right. Um, I would say if you get some of those old, old ARM chips, you're probably going to run into some issues with some codecs, but in general, most modern Chromebooks are fine, but it's, it's really inexpensive as a Chromebook goes. And we haven't got, I know somebody still got the C330 around. I want to try it before I put an article or a video out on it, but it is the smoothest, uh, experience of Stadia on anything other than a Chromecast. So yeah, which is can, crazy. Because it's only pushing 720. Right. It's so. like the device is, a, is able to get out of the way and just yeah. let Stadia do its I mean, thing. Frame yeah. rate stay up. It just looks great. It's smooth. It connects right up. And just, man, it is phenomenal to play on. And 720p on that size of a screen... That's so really what we need to do. We terrible. need to do a
2: head-to-head of that device and the 4K Lenovo and see oh, Lord. just what the gameplay difference is. Yeah, and I guarantee you it'll smoke the
1: the 4K one. It doesn't matter that the 4K Lenovo has an i5 and 8 gigs of RAM and because none of those specs matter. Like That's what people have to start understanding about playing Stadia on a Chromebook. In the end, it comes down to... Is the screen good? Do the keys, are the keys responsive on your keyboard? You know, like those types of things are going to yep. matter more for stadia than any internal spec. Cause your internal specs don't matter. As long as it can encode video, doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to look at different devices as we as we kind of go through the next few months with Stadia and being like, oh, wow, that's a great Stadia machine. Like, you Get a Stadia-approved stamp and start yeah. putting on stuff. <laughs>
2: this is the best
1: Chromebook for your Stadia. Like, I played it on my wife's uh, Acer Chromebook 15, the N4200 yeah. It's 4200 yeah. So it's a, a Pentium from last year, uh, 4 gigs of RAM, 32 gigs of internal storage. Like, a, nothing special about this thing play stadia like butter yeah you know like i mean
2: i I play it on the chromebox it's an i7 with i don't know 8 16 gigs ram i don't know it's got way more hardware than you'd ever need and it's no better than playing it on the c340 yeah i mean it's it's nuts and so yeah it starts
1: coming down to like screen resolution and those kind of things for gameplay and so those things are interesting and it's interesting to have to shift our paradigm a little bit right and it's it's the same paradigm shift you ask any user to make with chromebooks in general it's like I get it. Like you want to go and buy or purchase something based on these specs that were important for windows. Those things aren't as
2: important here. And here's why it's it's just a different way to think about it. We were at Thanksgiving dinner yesterday and, uh, my sister-in-law was looking through some, uh, black Friday ads and she just said, you're the computer guy. Why do gaming laptops cost so much? And I'm like, that's funny. You should ask because, with Stadia, it, you, it doesn't matter if you have a good GPU. Or, I mean, all of the all of these Chromebooks have integrated graphics. They don't have a graphics card. No, no. It doesn't matter. It's nope. you know you don't need a nineteen hundred dollar laptop to play games on. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, and so I mean that's
1: that's why you know we keep coming back to Stadia and talking about Stadia. It isn't just like oh mm-hmm. we're we're just talking about games now. That's what we're doing. We're just no. like, it's this is a, a massive. Chunk of the user base that has always been, uh, I don't know, neglected basically by Chromebooks. So Chromebooks are like, hey, we're great at doing productivity tasks, and hey, we're great at doing web tasks. But uh, yeah, you want to get creative, we kind of struggle there. Gaming and video editing are the two Uh, big things. Yeah. So so now this is coming in and kind of solving that uh, from a from a what feels like a pretty googly kind of perspective. You know, like, hey, instead of trying to ship you all this hardware and then trying to write all this stuff and try to get developers on board, try, why don't we build something in the cloud and just let you leverage it there? And right. I I obviously since Microsoft and, and Sony with PlayStation and Xbox are going after the same thing too, they see something that's, oh, yeah. that's there. And I yeah. think part of the reason that the launch was a little rough with Stadia is because they pushed the launch probably earlier than they wanted to mm-hmm. uh, just to get out ahead and yeah. they needed to if, if yeah, cuz Microsoft's
2: PlayStation, yeah Microsoft's ramping up the pr oh, machine yeah. for there so yeah, yeah they clearly wanted to, to lay the groundwork so yeah um, so yeah stadia all the things at this point <laughs> um, it's
1: it, again we're we're not going to stop talking about stadia um, I, I would say as more of these features roll out and it just becomes a stable platform maybe it just becomes a a thing we talk about a little bit less, but right now we're yeah. right kind of in the middle of a yeah, new game, uh, whatever, of it. Yeah. and and all the new features coming. And hopefully by the time Stadia Base rolls out in February, all that stuff they promised actually becomes reality. Yeah. Um, and so we'll stop talking so much about like, oh, this new thing happened with Stadia. Yeah. Just, we'll just have a fe- we'll have a featurette, you know, yeah. here and there about like we started a this new game. thing. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll leave Stadia for now and move on and talk a little bit about uh Rakuten uh interesting shift here going from gaming to uh <laughs> online stuff but you know it's Black Friday right We're it's recording Black, this on Black and Friday, it's Black Friday
2: it. and that's everyone's mindset right now is saving money and getting deals and, and most people by now know who Racketon is they advertise all over tv and the internet and whatever but uh, a lot of people and I didn't realize this until I was having a conversation yesterday that it, don't realize or understand or know that Rakuten is Ebates. Ebates was, I don't know if Ebates was a separate thing and then Rakuten bought them or if they just rebranded it, but Ebates is now Rakuten, but Rakuten encompasses so much more than that. They have their own online storefront, but they have partnered with more stores than any cashback company in the world. They have 2,500 stores. Well,
1: If you could just kind of explain a little bit, because I mean, you and I were talking about this. We've talked about Rakuten quite a few times and mm -hmm. I'm still like, I'm, I'm not even completely sure what they are.
2: Yeah. So it's uh, basically, they're a giant company. And the, again, they do have a storefront. It's just racketon.com forward slash shop. And it's kind of like an Amazon. You have sellers in there, but there's sellers like Lenovo and Adorama Camera. And then there's, you know, you name it. There's all these stores that have storefronts inside their website. But Rakuten, uh, from a more consumer perspective, is a cashback platform. It's just like any other cashback app or anything like that. Rakuten has affiliate relationships with all of these stores, 2,500 plus Best Buy, um, Adorama, Walmart, you name it. You can get cash back when you use Rakuten to shop at these stores. And all it is is they're getting a a piece of affiliate money when you're buying stuff. So, Walmart. You get online, you buy something from Walmart. Walmart says, "Okay, Rakuten, send us that business. We'll chip them in on the on the money, and then Rakuten cuts you a piece of that pie." So. Okay. You download, it's free to join, it didn't, never costs anything. You download the Chrome extension, they have an app now. Uh, they have in-store stuff as well. We went to we went to Best Buy not too long ago and bought something and you can pull up some of the in-store offers that they have. Uh, it creates a barcode, the guy behind the counter scans it, boom, you get an instant cash back. And then every three months they send you a check or they'll send it to you in PayPal or whatever. Uh, they have a great referral program. Uh, I think you get 25 bucks anytime somebody signs up with your referral. Uh, but. They uh, they actually reached out to us and have partnered with us to bring you guys an offer. Uh, you can check it out on the website if you just go on there and search Rakuten. We'll have a link in the show notes. But they are giving away a $250 Visa gift card to help you out with your holiday shopping. Uh, it's free to enter. All you have to do is sign up. If you're already a Racketon member, you can just drop in your Racketon email to get your first entry. And then there's a couple other uh, entry uh, possibilities in there just for you know checking out our YouTube channel and things like that. But uh, sometime at the end of December they're gonna draw a winner and somebody's gonna get two hundred and fifty dollars on on us in Racketton. So Yeah, and it's a visa just a visa gift yeah, card. Yeah, it is right? it just a visa gift card. Spend it wherever you want. Yeah. yeah so. so that's I mean that's we were super excited when they reached
1: out. I think they initially said, Hey, here's a here's a thing we want to do for a hundred bucks. And yeah. we we're crazy excited about that too, just to be able to, you know, let them kind of run a, a contest and, and for you guys who are listeners and readers and viewers to you know, get in and win some money. And then they kind of looked at it again and said, Hey, we want to do a $250 one. And you know, a lot of people will do, Hey, here's $250 Google store credit or Amazon or to shop at our store. Yeah. Right. And so it's like this whole, like, yeah, we gave you something, but you're going to have to come back and spend it with us. So it's kind of a deal, but kind of not. Yeah. The fact that this is two hundred fifty dollars Visa gift card cash. you can go yeah. pay your bills with it if you need to, and yeah. so, uh, and it's uh, everything you do to enter is free. Like it's not going to cost you yeah. anything to enter. So, not I mean, only
2: that, you're getting cash back. If you are new to Rakuten, when you sign up, they'll give you ten bucks in your account free. Boom, and oh, that's that, awesome. Yeah, so ten bucks free. That'll be on your first. They call it a big fat check. They give you every three months. Uh, but cash back, I mean, again, it's it's hard to find a site that they don't offer cash back on. The Google store is the only one that comes to mind because Google doesn't do that. But uh, during Black Friday especially, they do uh, – double cash back on a lot of stores and it'll it'll roll every couple of hours. If you have the app on your phone, you'll get a notification. Hey, Macy's just double their cash back. They're doing fifteen percent cash back right now. lenovo uh, Lenovo's usually eight percent during Black Friday it's twelve percent. So if you're talking about going on Lenovo Buying a Chromebook that's already $150 off retail, plus you're getting 12% cash back on it, it's the cheapest way to buy stuff because you're getting money back. It's not, like Robbie said, they're not putting money in your Racketon account so you can spend it on Racketon.com. They're going to send you a check. My wife got oh, hers just the nuts. other it's day. Crazy. She likes getting the checks. She doesn't want to do the PayPal. So you get this thing in the mail and it says, Hey, your big fat check's here. And it's a hey, big fat check from Rakuten. It's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, that, stuff like that's really cool.
1: And it's a. Uh, it, They're they're in a unique position to leverage enough retailers to make it make sense. Yeah, because
2: they've been around for a long time. Like I said, they've got their hands in some other stuff because they do have the online store. And they do a lot of digital media marketing and stuff like that. But they are the 800-pound gorilla in this space. Because there there are other – I bought us a good one, Dosh. There's some good apps you can use for that. But nobody has the weight that Rakuten does and you're getting money back it's not like there's a lot of places where like hey if you buy this you'll get 10 percent cash back but you're paying 15 above premium right, right that's not the deal I'm buying stuff at Walmart where I'm shopping anyway you might as well get cash back
1: right you know? yeah I mean it's a it's a pretty awesome system and we're we were super humbled that they reached out uh, and wanted to do something with us and so we're excited to offer you guys that uh, again. it will be down in the show notes. Uh, just go to Chrome Unboxed and search Rakuten. you'll see. And it's spelled R-A-K-U-T-E-N. They have all commercial about that, like Rakuten. Yeah, whether people can can pronounce it right, and then they yeah, they gave, gave away free away. cash at yeah. the kiosk. that was yeah, like opened up whenever they yeah, said it right. Said it right. So <laughs> yeah, it officially from that commercial we learned it is Rakuten. Yeah. I like the recutin' because I feel like
2: that guy was probably from where we're from. Yeah. Maybe. Go over (laughs) at
1: Rakuten store and get you some stuff from Walmarts. Anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, country people around us. But guys, we're going to take a break (laughs) real quick. Uh, Let um, uh, one of our sponsors speak up, and
0: we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. All right, we're
1: back, and we're going to jump right into uh, some other things that are semi-Black Friday related. Not yeah, really.
2: yeah. we're not going to cover a bunch of deals because we, you know, we don't want to waste our breath or your time. You can go to our website. There is a deals tab at the top of the page. You click yep. it, you're going to see all the recent deals from Black Friday, plus... I mean, you've got all weekend. Black Friday deals last through C- Cyber Monday. And and then um, it's going to, like, let's be honest. I mean, last
1: year the deals continued until Christmas Eve. Yeah, I mean, most of them ran stop. through the 24th of, of December. So, yeah, so if you uh, miss something today or tomorrow, like, know confidently Chromebooks are going to be on sale. Like, the deals that we're going to talk about are going to be
2: around until Christmas Day. Yeah, it's just absolutely. Happen. So we just wanted to touch on this, one, because, one, it is a really, really good deal. You're getting a whole lot of product for very little money, and two, it's an interesting device that maybe maybe it's still got some life in it. I, I don't know. So the the Pixel Slate, yeah. Um, that we published this uh, last Sunday, so not even a week
1: ago. Um, deal came up, and like everybody was dropping what three hundred fifty dollars off the thing. Yeah, and then shipping the keyboard and pen for free too. Yeah. So, so Best essentially, Buy, Google Store. Six hundred,
2: six hundred dollars in savings. Yeah, yeah um,
1: so. it, you know, if you still consider the actual price of the Pixel Slate to be reasonable, which I don't, but right, um, it is premium hardware. It's very nice. Uh, yeah, and
2: it, it's it's not hard at the price. The deal price is four forty nine for the M three M three with the keyboard and a pen. Right, but even without that, I could look at someone and say, Hey, if you're really interested in a Chrome OS tablet, because there aren't a lot of options right. for four forty nine. Yeah. It's probably worth it. I mean, yeah. you can get the X2 for around that with the keyboard and the pen, but it's probably worth it for 449 because you're getting, literally, hands down, the best hardware in a Chrome OS tablet that you can buy.
1: Yeah, 100%. But
2: then Google ch- chucked in $258 more of free stuff. Right. That's kind of a... You know what? Even if you don't want it, you should probably buy. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were all talking. about... Give it about, to a friend. <laughs> we have
1: one here at the office that yeah. we've we've kept around. Somewhere so we don't, and nobody uses it on a daily basis. It's no need for any of us to go buy one, it's it's nope. here if we want to use it. And I was still like, should I buy one? I don't I don't, I don't know why that is. Like it was such a good deal, uh, and it's still kind of around. Um, it I, I can't tell whether Google is going to. Make this the new price for? Are it. they cleaning house? Maybe that, that was my question. Like, are, have they? I, we know they're not going to for right now anyway. They're not going to make tablets right. anymore. Um, and we know that their new baby is the Pixel Book Go. And I have high hopes that we'll see a Pixel Book two, like a proper successor to the Pixel Book, sometime within yeah. the next twelve months. Yeah. Um, so with all those things in play, this just plays right into that whole thing. I think like that that they're going to
2: just get rid of and liquidate the the Pixel Slate. Yeah, the only sad part about this deal is it looks like Best Buy and the Google Store have both sold out of the Bridge Keyboard. Yes. So your only option is to get the Google Keyboard, which it's more expensive, but it's not as good. Sorry, it's just not. uh, No, uh, it's not as good for most
1: people. Um, Right. It just depends on what you want the Slate for. Like, if you really actually want the Slate for a tablet, um, you know, there's a couple things that apply here. One, when they first launched... The Pixel Slate uh, tablet mode was real bad. It was just yes. really bad. They rushed uh, some of the stuff into Chrome OS 70 for that launch. It launched and it was Jank City and it was just a mess and it had been a mess for a while. Like, I think tablet mode's only gotten decent on Chrome OS and I don't know, the last three, four months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's actually kind of fun to use now. Yeah. So like I take the slate sometimes and I start messing around with the split screen and the overview and how that all works. And they you know, they're still working on it. They're still making it better because we know without doubt that there are quite a few detachables and tablets coming, not mm-hmm. from Google, but Chrome OS tablets with all the ARM-based stuff, all the MediaTek and Snapdragon on both sides of that. And then some of these hatch-based devices that that just keep spawning. uh, There's going to be (laughs) a few of them, I think, that are going to be detachable there as well. So the detachable stuff isn't over with. Like That's not like, oh, this is all dying out. It's all going to be laptops and No, it's in
2: a maturing phase. There's enough products on the market that they can tinker with it and get it refined. And then while these manufacturers work on making a good product, to go with right. the it's software, right? Like, yeah, just
1: make good hardware. Yeah. We're working on the software because this is another point and another win for open source writing. This right. is why why it's important that open source exists. If you have companies like Samsung and Asus and Acer building, and HP and you know Lenovo building tablets and saying, "Hey, we want." we still want to enter this space. Like we still think that there's value in the space. We think that we can build a piece of hardware that competes with XYZ. If you have them building those things, well, it's all open source. So now they're going to lend some of their development chops. They're going to grab some of their developers and say, hey, look, we need to make sure you get in there and fix this one thing because we don't want to ship a product that doesn't have that thing in it. And so they get in there and start working on it. And so now it's, you have all these different companies adding to the repositories and adding to the base code of chromium os which is the base for chrome os and it just everybody benefits from yep. it because samsung wants this and it. it's like well we're going to figure that out so let's let's all work on that and 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 so that's the power of, of open source. A lot of people don't understand why open source exists and why it works so well. And th- this is the reason. It, it usually wins. Yeah. yeah it and, really does. And, and at the end, Google doesn't have to build the tablets. They don't have to make the the Chrome OS tablet, you know, that everyone wants to be. Like, if they feel pretty confident that some of the other hardware manufacturers are like, no, we, we've got this. We're going to take some of our cha- tablet chops. Like, imagine a Samsung. Mm. Some of those Samsung a tablets. Galaxy Tab. tablets. They're yeah. beautiful. You know, like... So, yeah, let's let's throw that newest one they've got. I messed with it in Best Buy the other day. I'm like, oh, this thing with Chrome OS on
2: it would be so Yeah, sweet. and it needs to happen because people do still want tablets, whether whether we want to admit it or not. But outside of Samsung, name a good tablet maker because I'm going to be honest. I have a tablet at home from another major manufacturer, which is probably the second biggest mm-hmm. Android tablet next to Samsung's devices. And I was, I, I I power washed it. I what do you, what do you call it on Android device? I think you just factory reset. Yeah, factory reset. Whatever. You, uh, stuck in Chrome OS. Yeah, world. They don't, they don't have a fancy you know, power wash. Anyways, I, I restored it to factory default so I could install. Uh, another side note: you can't install a family link account as a secondary on an Android device. I don't know why you can Hmm. on a Chrome West device. I was trying to add my daughter's account to the tablet. It wouldn't let me because it said she had to be the primary. Anyways, after a half an hour of deleting, cleaning, all that stuff, started the process over again. And once I finally got her account installed on there, just navigating on it and installing apps and doing anything was so painful. I mean, I would have rather been on a two gig Braswell Chromebook. That's how bad it was. And this is a $400 tablet. Granted it's a year and a half old, but still we need good Chrome OS tablets. Yeah, we do. And, and I think tablet mode is finally
1: getting to the point where we can let the software actually live on the hardware and it be good. Right. And there's some other big changes that are happening from a navigational standpoint. We've talked about them on on the website. Like, you know, I think it looks to be that they're going to change, you know, the behavior right now is to swipe down, you know, on any open app when you're in tablet mode to kind of get to that uh, overview navigation. Right. But on Android 10, you swipe up from the bottom. On iPad, you swipe up from the bottom. So it looks like that's coming to Chrome OS. So similar behavior. It's just going to come from the bottom instead of from the top. In um, little tweaks like that, I think, you know, like when you're in overview and split screen mode, for instance, on a tablet right now, it tries to jam all of your overview apps into kind of a mosaic looking thing. Yeah. Uh, that's going to go away it's just going to be, be a you know grid, uh, it, yeah a yeah. 3 by 3 grid that you can swipe through again a la ipad so it's, regardless of whether you, how you feel about apple or their products or any of those things it works well it, it works well and that's what that's the interface that most people kids and adults if they're picking up a tablet they're going to be most used to that right. type of interface so the more of that thing just kind of mimic and bring into the fold for chrome os the better and i think there's a there's a situation where Chrome OS tablets can be legitimate tablet devices where people want to buy them and say, yeah, this is a great tablet. Oh, and by the way, the minute I plug in a keyboard and mouse, I have a full fledged desktop, not, not a wannabe desktop. It's good, you know, good on Samsung for trying to get decks to work. Uh, I've messed with it. And there are some massive limitations that exist inside of trying to make Android a desktop OS. It's just not, it's not, it wasn't built to be that. And it just isn't that. And now that I think they've dropped support for Linux as well, on decks. So that's kind of taken away some of w- the usefulness of it. There is a place for a, a tablet that with the right peripherals can be a laptop, a full
2: blown laptop replacement, right. but still be good at being a tablet. And but, with the, yeah, exactly. Cause with the nature of Chrome OS and the hardware that's, that's on the average device with the exception of Samsung, most Android tablets are running pretty low end Qualcomm or other chips. Yeah. yeah. Now you're getting tablets that are going to have Atom-level Intel processors, or they're going to have octa-core uh, ARM processors that are going to be way more powerful than most of the stuff we see at Walmart and Best Buy. Right. And because of the way the ARC framework works, it's not a full-fledged version of Android running. They're going to handle Android apps with no problem, Yep. and you're not going to have the issues that I had the other day trying to install, reinstall everything and it moving slow. The apps are just going to work. I've never fired, I don't use Android apps on Chrome OS that much, but I've never fired one up and thought, man, this thing's struggling. Now, usually the problem is the
1: particular app just isn't made to take advantage of a larger screen. So it's either wasted space or that UI looks really strange or right. something like that. And then, you know, you have the random ones like uh, call of duty. I've started playing that on my phone a lot. And every time there's an update, I try to install it on any Chromebook that's near me. And it will install. It'll get through the main spot, you know, the main setup and stuff. It'll make it to the main menu screen. You can move around the menu, and then all of a sudden it just dies. Right. And then as soon as you go to launch it again, as soon as it hits the splash screen, it, it, it's almost as if they've programmed it like, no, we're not ready for Chromebooks to be using this just yet. Right. So as soon as it detects you're on a Chromebook, it turns itself off. I don't know why developers do this. Um, you know, if, if you're not putting keyboard and mouse support in it anyway, what does it matter if I'm playing it on a Chromebook? It's right. just a bigger screen. It's just it's a big Android, Android. tablet. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, apart from those types of scenarios that I've run into, in general, Android apps just work really well on Chromebooks now. And so it's it's a matter of there being enough form factors and stuff out there. We're slowly getting to the point where developers are starting to go, oh, yeah, I can, I can make my app not just look better on Chrome OS, but I can actually leverage some things here. Yeah. We can do some things that are better than... Uh, what a web version would do and so hopefully you know as we as we move into a, a season where we're going to see a lot more of those because uh, again i we were promised qualcomm uh tablets by the end of the year we're getting real close so yeah um i don't know if we're going to see an announcement maybe about them or something i, I feel like we're not going to see those no, products i, by I feel the end like of year.
2: It, i feel like we're looking at Q1 Before we see an actual yeah. consumer um, launch, but I so could be who knows. wrong.
1: We uh. we know that uh, there's a handful of these hatch based Chromebooks we'll see at CES. Um, I feel very confident of that. Uh, then BETT comes. Um, like two weeks later. Right. Yeah. So uh. within January, I think there's a lot of opportunity for announcements to be made and for new Chromebooks to show up and tablets and all this kind of stuff. It's just we kind of expected to see a few of them by now. Um, and I'm not saying Qualcomm won't make a, an announcement and say, hey, we're we're announcing three new ones and they'll ship, you know, whenever. But we're here's the announcement and then they'll be at CES and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That could 100% happen. but be we'll weird, be, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for them for sure uh, come, come January and come uh, Las Vegas time. Um, so, yeah, let's move on. But yeah, one, one oh, other point yeah, on, on
2: the, the slate is that you can you can still get that deal on... Uh, I think Google Store is sold out of the M3, but the Google Store and Best Buy both still have the deal going. Amazon is just doing the keyboard. They're not doing the pen, but you can only get the Google keyboard. Right, because I If think- you're going to use the thing as a laptop frequently since you're not technically pay- paying for the Google keyboard, do yourself a favor and head over to bridge.com. Yeah. They still have theirs half off. It's 79 bucks. So oh, Totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, you can get the M3 and that for $520. And have an actual laptop experience, so. Yeah, yeah uh, then for sure, if you're going to use it
1: primarily as a laptop, like, that's that's probably something you need to factor in just as an absolute necessity, um, because using Google's kind of floppy keyboard in your lap is pretty terrible. The worst. Um, <laughs> if you know you're always going to be at a desk or at a table using it, it's not that bad. It really isn't. It's no. It's a pretty nice experience, but... The minute you leave that environment, like, or on a plane or... What about gosh, that new Logitech just... keyboard? Is that is that well wide enough Ooh, to hold the slate? I, I don't know
2: that, if it's that big.
1: The one that I had prior, so it's the bigger version of yeah. that, uh, it was plenty big uh, to hold it. I bet you
2: it would be. If it is, that would be great. Uh, Logitech's got that new Chrome OS keyboard, uh, K, uh, K580, 580, 580. 580, something like that. But it has a well in it for your phone or your tablet. If the slate fit in there that'd be perfect right that's yeah. what i would absolutely use it might be a
1: little top heavy in your lap possibly there's a chance yeah but know. like
2: you said if you're just using it as a desk i'd take that over the google keyboard any day because logitech just makes good keyboards they do, they do. and this is
1: uh, this will be one of the keyboards that actually has a chrome os layout on it and everything yep um, and that cool little the, mouse yeah <laughs> we saw both of those at the uh, google event and they're pretty pretty cool looking little devices. Uh, speaking of deals and stuff like that, uh, one of the perks that came, um, uh, showed up just a few days ago. If you've not been over to the new, it's not Chrome book offers anymore. It's now perks. perks. So Chromebook yeah. perks, the entire Chromebook, uh, landing page and website has been fully redesigned. It's gorgeous. Um, they've used all their product sands and it's just yeah, it's kudos beautiful. to Google's web designers. I mean some of this just I mean, yeah, as a, as a web as a web developer, I just I look at it and drool a little bit like <laughs> it, it's really, really well put together. But they have uh, so it was at google.com forward slash Chromebooks, correct? I think it's Chromebooks yes. or Chromebooks. Um, Chromebooks slash
2: perks. You know, think. they've
1: got they've got switch like switching tools. So they've got a little tool that asks you a handful of questions, tells you, hey, these would be some good Chromebooks for you to consider. Uh, how can you make the switch? So they walk you through like because I to take your photos and get them in Google photos mm-hmm. and your music can go here and just some, some cool tools that while the utility of them is not like stellar, it's just this cool uh, vibe of saying, Hey, look, we've, we've heard these
2: questions before. Let's talk about some of these things and erase some of the stigma. Right. Of what it would be like to
1: move away from. Yeah. Windows.
2: Cause it's been lacking on, on Google's end anyway, oh, yeah. and, and definitely on manufacturers. And I can't go to hp.com and find a page that says hey you're interested in a chromebook cool here's what you they, they don't do that no, and they're, their supports are usually yeah, really it's bad It's not good and you know that is what it is but for google and i think it kind of all started with those bill nye videos the switch yeah, to chromebook switch to stuff chromebook, yep. they're, they're doing a really forward-facing consumer-facing thing to say hey look this is what it is. This is what it does. And if you want to make the move, here's how you do it. Right. You know? um, and I, I, there, that new landing page reflects that. And so the new the new
1: perks, not offers, if you go to forward slash offers, it'll take you to perks now. Uh, is laid out in a similar fashion to the rest of the website. And it just houses the same things that offers did. They're these special deals you can get with, with Chromebooks. Right. They change all the time. And so anytime you log into a brand new Chromebook, it will open that tab uh, in general, so that you go there and see if you're eligible for perks. Well, one of the new ones they added, and they even have signage up at Best Buy, and even our Best Buy, we have one of those little bitty, tiny little baby Best Buy. They have an end
2: cap with three Chrome. <laughs> yeah, it, they well, have it, six they now. They, they have, have around own. the corner. Yeah. They have six now, yeah, yeah, but we have,
1: don't have like the big Chrome book. Yeah, what was it New York? They had they had a huge section a there.
2: Pick, did they have the Go? Or was it no, just the no, Pixelbook? The, they had the Pixelbook and the Pixel. Yeah, they had a, a on whole the end. thing with just Google Chromebooks. was pretty cool. Yeah, so ours does not have that. But we even had this signage up. Was it just like a little tabletop? Yeah, here? it was just like an uh, 8.5 by 11 pla- uh, Lexan table tent they had sitting in front of the three Chromebooks there. And it was just, hey, Disney Plus on us. Yeah, you know? three
1: months. Sticks, three months Because I already
2: paid for my Disney Plus, but whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and some caveats apply here. It has to be a new Chromebook. I and mean, I went through trying to redeem. This deal, So I tried it and said, no, you're not eligible. I power washed and tried it. Not eligible. Yeah, I rewrote the image on my Chromebook. So basically going through developer tools and, and, and rewriting the entire image, like not just power washing,
2: like fully wiping yeah. the image on the still. And, still and don't, don't get us wrong. He wasn't trying to cheat the system or anything no, no, like no, no. that because we both have Disney plus anyway. So we couldn't claim that. But like with the Google Drive offer, if you get a secondhand Chromebook that's been power washed and you've never claimed the hundred gigs of Google Drive, you can claim it. It's account based, right? So they they obviously have a way to know whether you're eligible or not, and they're not giving away Disney Plus unless you're really eligible, and that's fine. Yeah. So it's 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 7 dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's what ends up being twenty one dollars and change. So. It's not like it's that much money it's just a really cool promotion to see disney kind of dealing with google in this way specifically for chromebooks yeah like this. it was it
2: was the same when they announced uh, netflix with the pixel book it was like right. oh man th- this is a big deal
1: you right know? and so. so it's it's really neat so that people walking into best buy or another i can't think of another store maybe H would put up a sign or something but they walk in they see a sign hey if you buy a new chromebook you're getting this new buzzworthy service yeah. for free for a few. And, months. Oh, like, and b- oh, yeah, cool. and
2: by the way, if you go to Best Buy's website right now and filter, go to laptops and filter Chromebooks, every one of them have that little tiny blue banner above the price that says Disney Plus yeah. for three months. I mean, they're pushing it really, yeah. and pushing so it.
1: little stuff like that is not so much about like, oh, well, man, you people can save twenty one dollars. Like well, <laughs> that's that's good, that's great, uh, and it's going to be good for Disney, obviously, because. People will get into this and be like, oh, I want to keep this and obviously keep their subscription
2: going. But what it looks, it just looks good. Right. Because on neither one of these companies need each other. No, not really. In in, in that aspect. No, it's but not like But this is Google's plus. commitment to their platform saying, hey, Chrome OS is worth it to us to partner with the company's life. Right them you right know?
1: instead so. of these like some of these deals are really cool too like the, a lot of the park deals are on apps you know like cool yeah. android apps squids
2: that, on there which is a great one yeah. it's not concepts, expensive yes yeah, concepts it's uh, a ten dollar app i think or yeah. something and it's amazing
1: like if you have a, a chromebook with a pen like concepts is a, so far out of my league of Drawing and sketching, like yeah, you can do some like real with
2: it. Draw, artist stuff that I, know. And
1: it's awesome, uh, and you can get it for free, you know, just because you bought a Chromebook. And so little stuff like that adds up because people start seeing some more value versus just, hey, I'm buying a Chromebook because I, I think Chrome OS is going to be right for me now. Right. It's like Oh, well, and then there's all these perks that come along with buying it too. Like all of that stuff looks good on the brand. It looks good on Chromebooks. It looks good on Google for, you know, making sure to partner with people to get these things in place. And so, uh, yeah. So if, if if you're thinking about buying a Chromebook and um, thinking about, you know, like what's some, some of the stuff that comes with it, like that that perk for me just because of the visibility of Disney mm-hmm. Plus right now uh, is just kind of, a, kind of an important one. And so lastly, we want to talk – quickly about um, an issue that's happening with the Pixelbook Go. So if if you followed along with the site and uh, know anything about the way we feel about this particular device, we all three are using a Pixelbook Go mm-hmm. at this point in time. And I can still say for me, despite this issue we're getting ready to talk about, I love this Chromebook enough to just hold on until this issue gets fixed because it's so yeah, good.
2: absolutely. Yeah. I, I just started using mine about a week ago and I, I have consistently used a Chrome box at the office for gosh, over a year now just yeah. because I, I like the ease of walking in and I'm just there, but I've now switched to docking the Pixelbook go. I love typing on it. I love everything about it. Uh, Robbie had mentioned this issue and I had not noticed it, but I hadn't used it. I think I had used it once, for a full day when he had mentioned this. And then a couple of days later, I noticed it at home. And then I was writing a, an article the other day here at the office and looking at my monitor, my extended display, I could see this happening out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, so it's it's not a deal breaker. All it is, is a screen flicker. So it's not like, Oh my God, my
1: Chromebook's crashing or it's dying or it's not usable. It's actually none of those things. It's an annoyance. It's one anything. of
2: those things where, like, if you're in a room with a fluorescent light, if you're looking directly at it, you may not even notice it. You see it more out of the corner of your eye than right. you do otherwise. Yeah. It's, it's real. I mean, it's it's that tiny, but it's enough to notice. Oh so. yeah.
1: And and sometimes it does it a lot of times. Like I've had it. I've had it where I've noticed it, and I look down at the screen and I sit there and watch it do it a couple times in, in the span of ten seconds, and yeah. then it'll go ten minutes. Or 30 minutes without doing it again. So it's it's hard to track, it's hard to catch because usually you're looking at something else and you see it. Uh, what I will say is while we're recording, we found a thread about this. Um, and as at the time that this uh, podcast goes out, somewhere in the next 24 hours, there'll be a, a post that goes along with this um, about this issue. Um, and so a couple things here. One, uh, we reached out to our contact at Google, um, they said because of the holidays, some of their people are out. But they said, our official statement right now, you can update this when we have a better statement, is uh, we're aware of the issue, that some users are having this issue, a fix is in the works, like we're working right. on it. We're They're aware and they're working. That, that's vague. doesn't tell us a ton, but at least they, they know about it. And I don't know if that means they know about it from, I said it's a thing. <laughs> so it could be. It we really know could now. Be. Yeah, it could be that, <laughs> that young in the process. But someone emailed us and said, hey, I'm, I've been having this nonstop with my Pixelbook Go, found this thread right because
2: initially the frustration was is it a hardware issue because yeah and that's the concern because I hadn't noticed it at that time so Robbie's thinking man because Robbie's is the newest he just got it what two weeks ago something like that so it's like okay is it a hardware issue is it a bad display cable is is there something you know or is it an account level issue you know is it account level is it an extension because that's usually where you start or is it Is it, we got a dirty wall plug in the office and there's a power surge. You don't know. So Robbie's getting frustrated trying to figure out, isolate where the issue's coming from. He's doing different accounts, incognito, guest mode, all that stuff. Not sure what that was. Uh, (laughs) So, but then I started using it regularly and that was when I noticed it. So we're like, okay, this has got to be a software issue. And then that email came through and apparently... From how many comments on that forum post? Jeez, a couple dozen. Time, I don't know, it was like forty. Hey, right. so clearly Jeez. this is this is a known issue that they right. are that, addressing. That, that thread's so. not even easy to find, by the way, no, either. So because we searched for it, we searched the bug reports for it, we mm-hmm. and normally okay. the Google's forums show up in search results, right. and didn't see it. So no, and so by the end, if you read through all the way through
1: that thread, people saying, "Yeah, I'm running into the same thing." Uh, some people thought, well, maybe it's a night mode thing. Uh, I don't have night mode ever turned on. I just, I don't use that on a Chromebook. I use it on my phone, love it, but I don't generally have my Chromebook open after right. 11 p.m. anyway, so it's not a thing I use. So that wasn't, that definitely was not the fix for me anyway. Uh, but got all the way down to the bottom of that. And uh, one of our good friends, uh, Denny, had actually said, hey, look, there's a flag. because somebody, a, a guy named Eric had said, I think it is has something to do with the threading." Uh, on on the Core right. M and Core i chips, and if
2: you remember, it's crazy because I didn't even know the mobile chips had hyperthreading. But, I didn't either. So, so maybe it's go. it's I, I don't know. Maybe it, it's trying to hyperthread or it's not. Who knows? I yeah. don't
1: know. Not so. sure what's going on. But he said I think it's related to that, and but they've turned some of the taking some of those flags away because there was the issue with Spectre and Meltdown, those Intel based um, uh, problems, and and uh, what, what would you even call those? Um,
2: there they were security flaws. Is yeah, what they were. So, um, but so. but essentially, what hyper threading does is it takes each core of the chip and splits it into two cores, two virtual cores. So if you have a quad core chip, it now becomes a virtual eight core. Yeah. yeah, is all it is. It just it, it, in certain instances it helps with computing. It it makes it faster. Whatever. Blah 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 on Chrome OS. Unless you're a developer, you're really not going to notice the difference if you have it on or off. But they so they, they, turned, had, they had nerfed it because right. they turned of the it flaw because of that. Yeah. But then we we were
1: pretty sure they turned it back. I on. thought
2: it was re-enabled back in seventy seven, but
1: it looks like it may not be. Or it's they've turned it on and it it turns on when it needs it or something like that. Yeah. And so there is a flag. Uh, this will be in the article, and I until I fully test this, I don't want to even say this on the podcast yet. But Keep an eye out for, if you're listening to this, keep an eye out for the next day or two for this. Um, there is a flag that you can actually force re-enable uh, the hyper-threading. And what I can tell you is in the hour that we've been recording this, the uh, Pixelbook Go is just, I mean, it's in my periphery. peripheral vision. <laughs> and that's what I've been able to pick up on it every single time it's ever yeah. done it in my peripheral vision. It's not done it once since we've sat here. So I turned that flag on. What I need to investigate is to make sure that that doesn't open up any can of worms as that doesn't cause any security issues for any users. I don't want to right. say, hey, to get rid of the flicker, turn this thing on that makes you susceptible to some sort of, uh, you know, malware or, or Yeah, because
2: we definitely don't want play. to. Yeah, you know, Chrome OS is very secure and we don't want to tell users. We don't, we don't like telling users to use flags to begin with. They're, they're experimental. We use them to tinker and try out new products and stuff like that, but... You don't leaving your Chromebook stock is the best thing you can do. So yeah, and apparently, if they've identified that
1: um, and they've made the connection there that this is probably what's causing the issue, they're on the fix. And, right. You know, within a few weeks, we'll see a patch that'll fix it, and we'll move on and not worry about it, and let Chrome OS handle hyper threading the way it should for a security reason. However, if we find out that turning this flag on isn't hurting anything, it's not going to hurt anybody because the flag's still there then, you know, that that becomes something to say, hey, for right now, turn it on, it'll, it'll yeah because we got an, an email from problem. a reader
2: saying that he, he had had the issue since he got his so clear obviously it's an issue for some people. And if it's an right. issue for some people and there's a workaround for the time being that is still safe, then by all means. Yeah. You know? For sure. So
1: uh keep an eye out for that post. Uh like I said, a little bit further testing. I want to make sure that that's something that works and we'll put that out there cuz in general people just need to know that this is a known issue so if they're seeing it and you're not crazy you're not right. imagining cuz at first i was like am i seeing stuff like or is it, maybe it's my dock like the dock that i'm docked to is it is yeah so, cuz
2: there's so many we we usually work with extended displays here at the office and there's so many factors of what it right. could be you know and you could be bumping it, the desk and it's right. just making the display flicker you know right. is, is it virtual know? desks is that the
1: issue is it yeah. an extension is you know there's 100 things and so it seems like that we might have uh, with the help of the forums, you know, gotten this down to what the actual problem is and, and hopefully the fix is on the way. But, you know, obviously bringing some light to it will help people not freak out about it. Right. Like, it's not, this is not a an issue that, like, don't go buy the Pixelbook Go until they fix it. Like, as long as it's not a hardware issue, it's not an issue. Um, it can be fixed with software, move on and, and not worry about it. But until I knew that, I had a hard time even writing the article about it because I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to say, oh, this isn't a... We don't know what it is because then you cause yeah. fear, uncertainty, and doubt over something that's probably not going to end up being right. that big of a deal. So luckily, I think it seems like the problem might be solved with this flag. We'll do some further research, keep an eye out for that post. And I think um, that's about all we've got
2: to yeah. talk about. Uh, on the Pixelbook Go, if you were waiting for that Black Friday deal, it never came. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing. It's, a little, it's sad, which granted it's priced more competitively than the Pixel Book was, but it, right. I, I went back and looked because I couldn't even remember. But the week before Thanksgiving last year, the Pixel Book was three hundred dollars off.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, it was a year old at that time. Right, that's um, true. Um, so but this is this is a new thing, and you know they they dropped the price in that Core M3 model, which I've been using now for a couple of weeks. I can tell anybody. Because we had comments and stuff where people are like, "Oh, uh, you know, you're using the Core i5. So is the M3? I'd used other Chromebooks with 1080p displays. Yeah, we've used display. them all. Yeah. So yeah, I knew for sure performance was not going to be an issue. Not an issue here at all. I mean, this no. thing smokes through octane scores. If you're into synthetic benchmarks, it does that. I mean, I got a thirty thousand on this thing. Um, plenty of RAM. The only issue I could see with someone having with the M3 is the people that really want a ton of local storage. It's got 64 gigs. For me on a Chromebook, that's more than plenty. Yeah. I don't, I just don't
2: store a bunch of stuff. And Robbie stuff. has a 74 inch curved monitor on his desk. It pushes yeah. that. It's just, it's <laughs> not, it's not really that big. It but is 34. It's I big think, or 38. That, or, yeah. I don't know.
1: 42. I don't but it's, know. it's quasi 4k. So it's like 4k if the bottom were cut off a little bit. Yeah. So it's 3440 by 1440 in resolution. So it's pushing that and it's own ten eighty P display. Uh, versus run, run
2: stadia like a
1: champ. Yeah, it's great. Right. No. no, no issues whatsoever. So, that because we can say that because it's as far as performance goes and you're not losing out on any other thing it's still got eight gigs of ram just like the other ones uh really the only cut is in the storage department so if for whatever reason you can't deal with 64 gigs of storage yeah you might want to upgrade to that 850 uh 850 core i5 model but if if you keep storage like i mean i haven't. I've, I don't even uh, think about storage, and I've I've still got thirty six yeah, gigs. Free. My Chromebox has like thirty two, and I don't even get close. So. Yeah, I, it's just, not and a that's thing the thing. People
2: about. can argue that the Pixelbook's better, the Pixelbook Go's better, this, that, whatever. They're they're it's apples and oranges. They're not the same device, no, not at all. But here's the deal: Google did not cheap out on the Pixelbook Go. It is premium as premium gets, and it's still three hundred fifty dollars cheaper than the Pixelbook.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it, it, there's nothing. It, take
2: it, take it for what it's worth. Because it. again,
1: stat sheets can lie. I you mean. Know, and I said this in the review, and I'll say it over and over again. You, like I don't, I don't look at the screen and think, "Oh, see, yeah, they saved some money here." I don't. I nope. mean, it's it's a great looking screen. It's not the best screen I've ever seen in my life, but it's a really good screen. Mm. So the rest of it is better than just about any device I've ever used. The speakers, the keyboard, the trackpad, the build quality, the hinge, like the thinness, the yeah. lightness, the battery life, the input methods, like all it's, of it. It's, all of it's the stellar. first
2: Chromebook I have used since. I started using the spin 13 that has made me not want to go back to the, and I've used a bunch of Chromebooks in this time in right, that amount right. of time. I I use it and I've not once thought, man, I wish I had my spin. It's now, great. I will say, I got to put the caveat out there. If pixel book two comes out and
1: it's basically the pixel book with small, bezel smaller bezels. And they, you know, put this keyboard probably into it. I'll be highly tempted to go to that. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't, flip my chromebook around that often but i really like three by two screens and it's robbie Payne, yeah and And it's it's gotta have
2: the nice google the new shiny (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: but you know the the option to be able to have it if you want it i i do like that it, it could be there if i ever needed it to be and again five times in a year maybe or something but you know or a pen input if We want to test, you know, pen
2: apps or whatever. Like there's a
1: handful of scenarios. And
2: if and when the day ever comes that you can stably play PUBG on a Chromebook, you'll need that convertible. Yeah, Yeah. it would be.
1: So there's some benefits there. they are fringe benefits, though. Yeah, absolutely. This thing, again, gets back to the core of what makes Chromebooks great, and it does all of those things insanely well. So, yeah, uh, no deals on the Pixelbook go, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy one. Um, I actually just was in a conversation with a friend, and he was, he had a hard time deciding between the, the crazy deal on the slate mm-hmm. with all its stuff and a Pixelbook go. And he ended up getting the slate cause he thought, well, you know, it's like kind of their family's first Chromebook purchase. He's mm-hmm. getting it for his son kind of, but in general, they'll all use it. And I think that the idea of just a pen, a tablet, like all the bang all for the, the buck. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. Looks, it looks like, Oh, well, and plus it was $200 cheaper than the yeah. entry level uh, Pixelbook go. So while that deal exists, uh, there will be some like, uh, should I buy this thing that has all these bells and whistles or should I buy the stable, more reliable, refined, you know, yeah. like uh, distilled Chromebook in the go. But you know, either way, I think most people are probably gonna be happy with their purchases and, which is cool with the uh, Pixelbook or with the pixel slate. Finally, being at a price where it's like, yeah, go get one. Yeah, and absolutely. instead of being like, well, I don't know, at that price you for know, that like, amount of money, you could get you this. Right. Yeah. Like, there's always been this waffling for me on that device, and that's just that's gone now. So that's yeah. kind of that's kind of cool that it's there. That the Pixel goes there. So the your Google made Chrome OS experiences for probably a short window because it feels like they're liquidating the slate. You know, are, are, are just interesting at this yeah. point right now, and they're easy to recommend, and that's just kind of a cool thing. But guys, I think that's it for this week. Um, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you guys listening and, and tuning in. And next week we'll be back to a little bit more of normal. You'll have uh, your Joe again. I was gonna say Joe will be back in the mix, and we'll be uh, we'll be just back at it because uh, December gets a little crazy mm-hmm. in Chrome OS world between the the deals and what uh, what we assume might be some new device stuff showing up probably at least some announcements we're five weeks from ces we could see there's no telling what we'll see between now and then no way no way to know but uh it's exciting and we love talking about this stuff and again we just appreciate you guys listening until next time we'll see you
0: hey guys thanks for tuning in you can find show notes over at chromeunboxcom forward slash podcast And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.